Greetings, glorious humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike. Hello and welcome to the forecast here at devolverdigital.forecast.com. It's actually called the Devolver Digital Forecast, uh, but I fucked it up because I don't usually do the intro. Um, it's JM that does that, and I am not JM, I'm Robbie. I'm the other co-host of the show, but unfortunately this week JM is preoccupied uh, in the world of streaming. He's uh, he's He's doing lots of video stuff this week, so I'm going it alone. I uh, made a very last minute, uh, last ditch attempt to coax a friend or two uh, that hasn't been on the forecast before onto the forecast and everyone was busy. So uh, you are stuck with me all alone this week, but I'm hoping uh, that it might uh, prove to be... uh, an entertaining episode for you anyway, because uh, recently, last week or the week before, um, I uh, was very lucky to be invited to give a talk at the Hamburg Games Conference, um, which is a big sort of um, video game industry event. Uh, which normally takes place in person, obviously, in Hamburg, in Germany. Uh, This year was all online. Uh, It seemed like a a really uh, good event, from what I can tell. Uh, After the show, I received a nice email telling me that uh, lots of people had attended and had a good time. Um, And I gave a talk there, um, which uh, actually opened the second day of uh, of the conference, uh, and the talk was called uh, How to Not Be Like Devolver Digital, um, where I talked about some of the kind of uh, philosophies, I suppose, that I have uh, adopted or um, you know made a point of uh, sticking to throughout my career, I suppose, um, and, and some of the things that... Uh, we at Devolver do as well, um, that maybe give a little bit of insight into the type of company that we are, the type of culture that we have that surrounds our, specifically our relationship with developers and and publishing and marketing. Um, And yeah, so I, I am... I gave that little talk. It's not too long, um, but I thought I would recreate that here because I don't have any other ideas for this week. Um, <laughs> and also, uh, it's, an, it's a chance for people that weren't at the uh, at the show itself to hear it. Um, and maybe you'll like it and maybe you won't. And if you're not interested, then you can just skip this episode and uh, listen to an old one or wait for next week, uh, which next week I should preface... Uh, it'll be one year since the first episode of the forecast. So it's a very uh, special landmark episode for us. Um, And we have a guest uh, already secured that uh, we think will uh, be great and everyone will uh, love very much um, as much as we love them. So uh, look forward to that. Um, But in the meantime... uh, I'm going to do my talk this week, but I thought I'd, you know, 
stick to doing the little preamble that we normally do and fill you all in on some of the things that I've been up to this week. So uh, I finally played Hades, or I started playing Hades uh, after JM uh, sold me on it. And um, I have to admit, it's a very good game. Uh, It's very well made. Uh, I'm not too sure if I've played any of the developers of the games and I can't remember what they are off the top of my head now but um Hades is cool I really like the I mean the uh the art design and everything the character design and the and the world design in that game is really cool it's really nice I like that it's very intricate and detailed uh but it's not like messy you everything's really clear and I think that comes across just because the visuals are very strong and the colours are really good. Um, so yeah, uh, thumbs up for Hades. I can understand why uh, it's very popular. It's a good game. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't know if I'd be jumping straight onto the bandwagon calling it like the best game of 2020 or anything like that. It's Maybe it's not my totally my type of game, but it's a good game. Uh, so well done JM you recommended Hades to me and uh, you win it's good so there Uh, I also played uh, Fire Pro so Fire Pro is a a wrestling game um, which the latest version of which is uh, on PS4 so I played uh, and it, it comes with a story mode so Fire Pro is kind of like a it's a it's a pro wrestling game Japanese pro wrestling game uh, that's very very deep in terms of customization and well and gameplay too because it's not just about it's not just a fighting game you like have to you have to put on a good match so your matches get rated um, based on uh, the work rate in the match the types of moves that you do how entertaining you were how much the crowd got into it uh, those types of things so you kind of have to work like a pro wrestler and and put on a good show. It's fucking great. I love it. Uh, and uh, it's very, very customizable. There's a huge um, customization uh, sort of, what would you call it? Area? <laughs> I don't even know what you'd call it. There's customization in the game. But if you go onto the website, uh, you can download... Uh, custom creations by other people from all over the world and the level of customization and the quality of people's customizations in the game are incredible you can basically get any wrestler in the world um that you are a fan of old or new uh there's more than half a chance that uh you'll be able to find a really good version of that that's been created for the game that you can download and install and that includes moves it includes their psychology in the ring charisma and stuff like that man it's fucking great anyway what a game i played the story mode they they released a new story mode for that game um called champion road beyond and the reason why i wanted to play it was because the fire pro is a series long-running series and back in the 90s there was a version for the Super Nintendo called Super Fire Pro Wrestling Special. And the story mode in that game was famous for um, being super, super dramatic. It was written by Suda51. And it's kind of legendary. Uh, It's about 
this wrestler who you know uh, goes through his life overcoming all of these odds and then his trainer dies and his best he finally makes up he becomes best friends with his bitterest rival and then they die they get they all get killed by this wrestler and then uh yeah the story culminates with uh your the player character taking on this evil wrestler um and then at the end spoilers 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 anyway the main character kills himself because he's wrestling with like he's wrestling literally he's wrestling with these demons he's like uh that he can't he can't live any longer so he kills himself at the end of that game and it's kind of like super famous uh game if you're a wrestling nerd i suppose or a suda 51 fan anyway uh suda came back to write this sequel of sorts called champion road beyond and uh this follows the story of the original wrestler's son who goes on a similar sort of journey um but to be honest it's not all that great it's like it doesn't have the same kind of emotional hook or the psychological hook that uh the original champion road had uh and you can tell it's just kind of like a bit of a fan service thing uh but i'm a fan and it didn't service me so I was not a fan of that, but I played it and I'm glad I played it. The game still rules. So who cares? Uh, I've been on a bit of a retro gaming kick this week. Uh, well, just this month, really. I've been playing loads of old stuff, uh, but I've been buying some old retro games as well because I kind of just got bitten by that bug. Uh, I've got too many friends that collect retro games. So um I got a copy of Police Noughts on uh, Sega Saturn, like a little collector's edition box set, which is cool. Um, just because I've been playing, well, I played it for the first time recently and I loved it. And I played Snatcher and then I played all the Metal Gear games again. So a uh, bit of a Kojima uh, obsession at the moment. So I got Police Noughts. Uh, I also got a copy of uh, Metal Gear Solid on PS1 uh, with the Silent Hill demo just because I just wanted to have that and it's not too cheap, uh, not too expensive uh, online to buy. So I got a copy of that and I also got a copy of uh, Resident Evil 2 for PlayStation 1, but it was the Japanese one. So Biohazard 2 um, just because I like that packaging and it comes with some cool extras. So uh yeah a bit of a retro gaming tip uh speaking of which both retro gaming and tip tip off uh i've been playing nba jam almost non-stop uh for the last few days because uh i recently got a book uh called nba jam by rayan ali uh published by boss fight books and I think they've done a whole series. They've done various different games. They've done one about Earthbound, Chrono Trigger, Gallagher, Super Mario Bros, uh, Metal Gear Solid, Shadow of the Colossus, Spelunky, all kinds of different ones. Um, really, really cool. Different people from developers to journalists uh, writing about, I guess, their favorite games or games that they made. And uh, Ray and Ali wrote this book about NBA Jam. Uh, and it's great, and it just kind of took me down memory lane. NBA Jam is one of my favorite games uh, ever. So uh, it just kind of got me back into that headspace. And then I watched Last Chance U Basketball on Netflix. Uh, so I've just been fully absorbed 
into the world of basketball. Uh, but yeah, check out that book. It's really cool. Um, and if you've never played NBA Jam, I don't know what to tell you. You need to go and play NBA Jam, I guess. Uh, buy it or get it on an emulator. I don't care. Um, just make sure you play that game. Uh, anyway, I feel like I've probably rambled on enough. So uh, we'll end this little intro segment here. And then the next thing that will come into your ears will be how to not be like Devolver Digital, a presentation by me, the marketing genius, Robbie Patterson. Okay. Uh, this is a talk that I wrote called How to Not Be Like Devolver Digital. And uh, the introduction that I gave when I originally gave this talk was that, uh, you know, most people would listen to a talk like this, hopefully trying to learn more about Devolver and what we do and how we do what we do, maybe because they're inspired by it or maybe because they want to copy us. And um i don't uh really subscribe to those kind of methods <laughs> i mean i love learning about how other people do things but i i never like to pretend that everything that i've got to say about something uh is is worth what is worth copying because uh if you do what i do there's no guarantee you'll have the same results it's not like a recipe uh, well, t to be fair, even a recipe can, you know, if I make a recipe and you and you, if we both cook from the same, what am I trying to say? If we both follow the same recipe, we could still end up with very different results. It's all, and the reason why that is is because it's it's the individual that's interpreting all of this. So I like to focus on um, people's individuality and uh, maybe some questions uh, that you can ask yourself or things that you can do to help you. Uh, figure out who you are and apply that to the work that you do. Um, so it all might be a little bit uh, <laughs> sort of pseudo philosophical and you might balk at it and hate it and think that I'm an asshole. And none of this is backed up by any real serious data. It's more just my kind of anecdotal thoughts and feelings um, about work. But uh, yeah, maybe you'll get something out of it. Maybe you won't. Um, but what I will say is if you have any questions, uh, please come on by to our Discord channel, the Devolver Digital Discord channel. We have a forecast uh, chat room in there. I'm in there all the time. And if anyone has any questions, then uh, please feel free to drop on by. Um, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about who I am, because I think I've talked about, I mean, if you listen to the forecast regularly, you'll get an idea for who um jm and i are but uh i thought i could just tell you a little bit about who i really am where i came from how i ended up here um then move on to uh, some things that maybe you could uh ask yourself maybe some ask some questions of yourself um and then ultimately it hopefully you'll be inspired enough to just want to go and do your own thing and maybe even ignore everything that i said at the end of this but we'll see. <laughs> uh, I, I'm already bored of the sound of my own voice, so <clears throat> I apologise. I'm just going to take a sip of coffee. Mm. 
Sorry, I should have put up a spoiler, uh, not a spoiler warning, a trigger warning for mouth noises. Anyway, here we go. So uh, first things first, who the fuck am I? Well, uh, my name's Robbie and I uh, joined Devolver Digital just over a year ago, um, about uh, 13, 14 months, or 15 months ago, I suppose, as an official employee. Um, Before that, I worked for uh, just over seven years at a a video games PR agency in the UK called Indigo Pearl. But Devolver uh, was one of our clients. So uh, I'd actually been working with Devolver um, for a number of years. Uh, Yeah, you know, sort of six or seven years altogether uh, before I joined the company. So I knew everyone, I'd worked on all the games, uh, doing all the PR activities, uh, for the company in the UK. And, uh, yeah, before that, I just worked in a shop. I worked in a shop called HMV in, in London. It's a, it was a big flagship kind of superstore at the time. It's gone now. Um, that company kind of fell on hard times. Entertainment retail just kind of all fell apart in the UK a long time ago. So I left that uh, kind of right towards the, you know, when it was starting to get um, pretty bleak. And uh, I um, was kind of just working in the, sh- in the shop. I'd been working in for HMV for about five years in various different shops. But I... I worked in the video games department, so I the first one I worked in, I I just ran like the game section on my own, and that taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about, uh, well, I mean, just v- video games in general. I was already a big gamer, like in my personal life. I love video games. Grew up playing video games. Loved them, um, but that taught me a lot about just uh, games that I was not aware of before. Um, games on other platforms because obviously I, I didn't although I was a big gamer I didn't have all I didn't have everything didn't have every platform um so uh learning a lot about that and then just learning certain things about the industry you know uh you know looking out for new releases it sounds crazy but you know knowing what was happening in the news uh within the industry was all kind of new to me at the time um understanding how uh, games worked at retail, um, what the deal with, was with kind of supply and demand and things like this and promotions that are paid for by, you know, via advertising and things like this and just learning a, just little bits and pieces really. Um, and then kind of bringing my own sort of passion for video games to the job as well to help try and, you know, improve uh, the the whole the whole section, I guess. So I started off doing that and then I worked at a few different shops uh, with a few different people, again, learnt a lot. And then I ended up in London and I was managing the games department there, which was huge and it had a big team. And uh, I was terrible at it. Like, I am not a manager, like, uh, in retail at least. Like, I was terrible. Uh, I was quite young at the time as well, you know, I was in my 20s and it it was not the right job for me. So I ended up just uh, kind of taking a, a demotion, really, and just being like, oh, I just want to work in the video games department. Like, let me just work in the department instead of trying to manage it, because it's just, I'm not very good at it. Um, but while I, through that, 
um we did some amazing things so like i worked at like big midnight launches for things like call of duty world of warcraft expansions nintendo 3ds like we did all the official big launch events for those we also had like in-store events for like final fantasy 13 and metal gear solid peace walker and like kojima came down and stuff like it was fucking crazy um so it was awesome i was exposed to like all of these different parts of the industry uh without actually working directly in the video games industry but i had some friends uh that were quite uh, i guess they were well connected like they had friends who maybe worked at publishers or uh people who worked in community management or the press things like that um and little by little i just kind of you know started to make a few little inroads here and there um but nothing major and then i tried doing blogging and like journalism for a bit journalism in like the strongest air quotes possible because i am not a journalist uh and i was terrible at that job um i'm once getting in trouble because i uh was doing a review of an ace combat game <laughs> for two different websites i'd agreed to do a i basically one website was like we'll send you a copy and i was like sweet and i did a review for them and then uh, another uh, website was like uh i think they were maybe uh, put a request out or something like this and i was like oh i've got ace combat i can do a review of that and they were like okay great and then i just gave them the same review <laughs> so yeah i was a shitty journalist um I didn't get paid for these, by the way, so not that that makes it any better. But anyway, so that was terrible. But um, eventually, I had a friend who uh, who worked at the who worked in the games department. He left and ended up going to a PR agency. And randomly, just one time, like on Twitter, I was uh, he'd retweeted someone uh, saying, "Hey, we're looking for an intern at this PR agency." So. I just reached out and was like, hi, I don't have any experience, uh, but I know this guy. <laughs> and uh, and I got an interview and I just kind of, and that was it really. Like, I just got an opportunity. Uh, I was 30 at the time, so no spring chicken. And uh, I had no real clue what PR was or anything like that, but I just kind of... I took the opportunity and like knew I was going to make the most of it because I was like, this is my last chance to do something with my life. So I just kind of uh, grasped the opportunity with both hands and, and never looked back really. And I was very, very lucky that the company that I worked for uh, were very gracious with teaching, you know, and sharing their knowledge and, and just, but, just being really fucking cool man like just being really cool with me letting me be myself and that's the most important thing that i kind of take away from all of this is that that company indigo pearl they're called um that company taking a chance on me was a big thing it, it showed that they invested a lot more in who i was rather than what i you know what i knew um because i could still learn and what was really important uh right until i left you know and we, we still work together they're still our pr agency <laughs> you know for devolver so we still work together um but it's that uh i was always allowed to be myself and i was like i actually feel that you know the success that i was 
able to achieve while I was at that company was was basically because I was encouraged you know to be me and uh and being me helped being me helped do me do my job instead of trying to trying too much to please other people or anything like that um now I'm not saying it was you know always like that and I could always just afford to be myself and just say whatever the fuck I wanted uh there were times when I wanted to and I couldn't um you know because of protocol <laughs> or whatever you know you don't want to piss off the wrong people but by and large I would say uh I I managed to excel more and more um and and get to be myself at the same time um and I, f- I I feel like that came across for most people that I worked with as well I hope so anyway so I want to kind of use all of that as a bit of a context uh to these next parts um because r- really you know I I don't have all the answers. I I come from a background where I had no formal training in, you know, marketing or PR or business, anything like that. Um, I just kind of picked things up as I went along and uh, and worked hard, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I had to work really hard, but I... I just kept my eye on the prize <laughs> and just knew that, you know, as long as I was being true to myself, then, you know... Um, I could get there, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, you know, and it kind of all depends, so success is subjective, so whether or not people think I'm successful, I feel very successful personally, for me personally, um, just because of the the things that I deem, you, you know, kind of like what I measure success by, which is basically just being happy doing what I do for a living that's success to me um so in that way I feel successful but other people out you know from the outside looking in may think differently I don't know but these are some of the questions then that I think you can ask yourself so I've told you who the fuck am I so the next section is who the fuck are you Okay, so I think it's important to ask yourself questions before starting anything, any kind of project um, or work or challenge, whatever it may be. Uh, And mostly that's just to like really remind yourself why you're doing it in the first place. There's no template to marketing um, or PR or development even, uh, but I think you should have beliefs about what, for example, marketing can and should be, what it means to you. Um, have your own kind of uh, philosophy, if you will. Um, And that requires you to look past the basics and customise your approach to work. So the first big question really is, what are your beliefs? What are the the things that you refuse to compromise on? Um, And I think it's important to be, be, be really honest about what the things are that you refuse to compromise on but then also accept and acknowledge that some things you may have very 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 strong feelings about and very very strong opinions um but uh can understand that a level of compromise can help improve that <laughs> I don't know if this makes a great deal of sense. Um, you're probably sitting there going like, this guy needs to shut the fuck up now. Um, but anyway, I'm going to I'm gonna soldier on <laughs> um, and ask you to ask yourself what elements 
of your project, uh, marketing, uh, PR campaign, whatever it is, uh, what are the what are the elements that really really matter to you, and why is that? So maybe it will help if I give you some examples of uh, things that Devolver believes. Uh, so building long term relationships and earning the trust of the people that you work with. Uh, that means developers and partners, like platforms, agencies, anybody else. That's that's a Devolver belief. That's one of my beliefs. Uh, acknowledging that you you are knowledgeable and creative, uh, but admi we admit that we don't have all the answers um, and we can accept disagreements on things, you know. Uh, so while we can certainly help bring our knowledge and experience to the table, we don't have all the answers. Um, and it's important to f for us... Uh, to accept that uh, we believe that feeling that you lack certain skills doesn't make you any less complete as a person um, I think you should be confident we we're confident in the things that we can do um, but we can always learn more skills uh, so it sucks sometimes when you sit there and you think like, oh man, like I, I can't do that. I can't do that thing that that other person can do. Maybe you can't, but uh, there's nothing to say that you can try and learn if you wanted to. And at the same time, there are more than likely things that you're very good at that mean a lot to you that somebody else can't do. So kind of, you know, remind yourself of that, I think. Remind yourself of your worth. Um, evolution happens through mistakes. Uh, it's, everybody has made a mistake, everybody. Um, so don't feel that making mistakes will fucking things up. Yeah, it feels shit <laughs> when you do that. Uh, but you grow from it and you learn from it and other people do too. Uh, we can't guarantee success. Uh, but we can guarantee that we'll never make the same mistake twice. Um, we also, I would say we also believe that assessment culture can be quite toxic and we rarely, if ever, judge success purely on metrics um, or, you know, data. Um, I mean, okay, you have things like game sales, right? Um, you can look at those and, and judge whether or not it's something's been a success financially. Um, but really, you know, testing and evaluating uh, and things like that can make us stress more about the future and the what ifs um, than just being comfortable where you are in the present. And you know, the things that we look at in terms of whether or not we feel that we've done a good job aren't really based in metrics. They're based on feeling, you know. How does everyone feel about the job that we've done? Uh, do we feel that we did enough? Um, are we happy? You know, are the people that we care about happy? Are the people that we work with happy? Um, 
you know, those are the things that are important to us. So that's what this whole section was about, really, is is just identifying the things that are important to you. Um, and that involves asking questions. So what do you want to achieve is the next question. Uh, setting goals will help you define your processes. So are you looking for short-term or long-term success? Because the types of goals that you define or set uh, will influence that. Um, there's a difference in approach to those two things depending on what you hope to achieve. Uh, but chances are your main goal is to make your project a success, right? Uh, so how do you define that? I talked about it a little bit earlier on, but how do you de define success? Uh, it could be through volume. Uh, so if it's a PR campaign, it could be coverage. Uh, it could be money uh, or popularity, maybe if you're working in community management, you know, uh, interactions, retweets, all that kind of thing. Um, I consider those to be more short-term goals, whereas long-term measures for success might be things like building trust, which I talked about before, fostering relationships with people, uh, earning respect maybe from peers or from partners or things like that. Uh, but the difference is you never really stop working towards the long-term goals. So the short-term goals uh, can be relatively achievable. You know, you can sort of, you can define a, a beginning, a middle and an end to achieving a short-term goal, whereas a long-term goal could be endless, really. Um, but focusing on short-term goals can help break down long-term goals into more manageable bites, I suppose. And you can feel like you're still achieving your long-term goals by kind of like munching away <laughs> on the little short-term goals as you're as you're moving towards it. But you have to be prepared to keep working towards the long-term long goal. Um, but why should people care? Uh, what makes you different from other people, other publishers, other agencies, other developers? Uh, is what you have to share actually worth sharing? Is what you're doing like worth it, I suppose? Um, and that's a difficult that's a difficult question to answer. But I think there are some things that you can do uh, that help you stand out, that help you uh, meet those requirements, if you will, for other people if they have them. Um, so the next section is hopefully more helpful than these last two sections in which I feel like I've just rambled away and not made much sense. It's called, what can you do? Okay, so while I said I didn't uh, want to make this too instructional um, and have it more about... Uh, asking yourself questions and helping you find your own kind of philosophy. Uh, I have listed out a few things that I think could just be generally helpful. Uh, and I think you don't have to adhere to any or all of these. You know, you can pick and choose, you can ignore them all. But generally, I think that these are some good things that you could uh, you could think about implementing. So first of all, strive to be different. Uh heavy quotes again, <laughs> heavy air quotes, innovate, don't imitate. Uh, not everybody can be a maven. Uh, not everyone can, you know, be the, uh, the, the, uh, the, um, not everyone can be the, fuck, what's another word for maven? 
Not everyone can be the, you know, the be all, the standout guy, the standout person. I don't know. Uh, Maven, just Maven. (laughs) Um, Not everybody can be a Maven, but they can be themselves. Uh, Being different is intensely creative uh, because you're always looking uh, to the next thing. You're always uh, thinking about uh, what else you can do um, to build on what you've done. Uh, So I don't feel that you need to conform. You certainly shouldn't be ever made to feel like you have to conform in order to fit in. Um, You should be valued for what you can contribute, uh, whether that be ideologically or creatively uh whatever it may be physically um you know those are the things that <clears throat> that matter to me um not so much like oh i need you to be like me and do everything like me and uh you know jump when i tell you to jump and things like that um so i don't feel that you need to conform i don't have any social media uh, if you want to talk about conforming, <laughs> I don't have Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat or TikTok or anything. Um, I just, you know, it wasn't for me, so I just didn't bother with it. Um, but, you know, that I do understand a lot of people are drawn to those things because that's where everyone is, right? And FOMO is a real thing. Um Nobody wants to feel that they're being left out of a conversation that they want to be involved with or whatever. But uh, I think you should prioritize what you need to fulfill your goals and achieve success and not necessarily base, base what you need on what everyone else is doing. Um because other people don't care (laughs) like if you're if you're if you feel like you need to be where other people are being successful in order to be successful yourself it's worth acknowledging that or it's worth noting right now that like other they're too busy being successful people are too busy being successful and focusing on their own shit to give a fuck what you're doing they don't care um <laughs> um so i i you know i would i would look more to you know figuring out the things that you need to prioritize to meet your needs rather than basing it on what other people are up to um which is you know comes into that that whole thing about conformity i'm a non-conformist um i think the single most important piece of advice uh that i was ever given that i feel that's worth sharing uh is really that there isn't a rule book for any of this uh particularly if you're working in development pr marketing there's there's no rule book there's nothing that tells you this is what you do in order to succeed like if there was a rule book for what we do then everyone would be successful right and that's not the case so um yeah you can you can emulate and you can find inspiration almost anywhere but at the end of the day uh it's what you can bring 
to the things that you do that will make them stand out and give you an op- an opportunity to find success where maybe other people haven't. Um, like at Devolver, we never sign a game because we think, oh yeah, that'll sell a million copies, right? Uh, we've signed plenty of games that have not done that. <laughs> so nobody can predict it, least of all us. So this is why, you know, how how to not be like Devolver Digital, right? Because it's like, if you were like us, then you'd only have a... Every time we fail, you'd fail too. So um, yeah, there's no there's no template. Um, we don't know, we can't predict the future. So we just have to do what we can right now. It's better to just embrace that and, and carve your own path. Enjoy your difference, um, you know, and if and if you're if you're authentic, then that that almost becomes like a bit of a currency in the modern age. You know, authenticity holds value to people, and I think maybe that's why people like Devolver um, because we're we're quite authentic. Well, I mean, we are authentic. I know everyone who works here, <laughs> um, and I work here, um, but. You know, and you don't often you don't often see companies uh, just being themselves. Certainly, bigger you know kind of corporate um, entities and things can be you know well faceless corporation, right? That's that's a pretty common term uh, that people throw around, and it's true. You know, you don't uh, you can't relate to any of these people or any of these companies, and you see that more and more companies are trying to be more authentic and more on the level with their consumers and things like this but i mean that's the thing i just said consumers do you know what i mean if you're in a company that's of a size where you're already talking about relating to your consumers then you're already so far out of touch (laughs) that you know uh you're fighting an uphill battle there i think um and you probably already have a long legacy of being a faceless corporation uh whereas you know on kind of our level everyone has something unique to offer um and i think the most successful people dedicate their time to honing their gifts and sharing them with others um and it could be any number of things you know um but creativity is one thing i think honesty uh is a uh, is the biggest thing um as i said before none of us can guarantee success but you should uh you should always be honest about what you think is achievable um and i think you should provide uh anyone that you're working with particularly if you're if you have a client or um if you're a publisher and you're working with a developer or whoever it may be but i think you need to be able to get excited about what you're doing and about what they're doing um and be passionate about working with them to achieve your combined goals because if you can't get excited about what you're doing then why should anybody else care and that you know that comes back to why why should people care like if if you're not even passionate about what you're doing then nobody else is going to be passionate about it or excited about it um so you have to be able to get excited about what you're doing and get excited about you know what the other people around you are doing working together but like any relationship uh 
you know, if you get caught with your pants down, it could spell doom. So don't lie to people. Um, honesty. Assume that somebody smarter than you is always out there ready to call you out on your bullshit. <laughs> because they are out there and they will call you out on your bullshit. There's always someone. Um, so, you know, you can mitigate that if you're just, if, if you're just honest and upfront and, and real about who you are and what your motivations are and what you want to achieve. Um, like any good relationships, you sometimes need that brutal honesty, you know, um, and transparency, uh, to, to, to get the best out of one another. Um, and I, I hold, I think that holds a lot of water. So don't lie to your colleagues. Don't lie to clients. Uh, don't lie to the press. <laughs> don't do that. Um, but don't lie to yourself as well. You know, if you know in your heart of hearts that you're, you know, not being honest with yourself, then I think that's kind of fundamental. That's maybe the first thing that needs to change. So finally, all of this leads ultimately uh, to building trust and being yourself and being creative and being honest. All of those things build trust with the people that you work with and the people that you surround yourself with. Um, so I think that's the one thing, hopefully the big takeaway from this whole rambling uh, podcast that I've inflicted upon you this week um is to is to ask yourself questions uh think about the things that make you really happy the things that you believe in uh the things that you think are worth sharing with others the things that you want to achieve uh and be honest be honest with yourself be honest with others um and that will hopefully help you build a lot of trust um, and one of the most rewarding things, you know, I feel in my life is when people trust me, you know, if a developer trusts me to market their game and, you know, I do a bad job, that's on me and they're not going to trust me again, you know, and this is like, this is where it all boils. This is where it all comes back to Devolver is that, you know, we're here to help these developers, they're artists, you know, and th their work means a lot to them. Um, and we have to treat it with that same level of care, you know. Um, so that's why I kind of talk so philosophically about all of this stuff, because that's kind of the way I feel about it. You know, I'm not a technical guy. I can't make a game. You know, I don't know how to use a computer to develop a game. <laughs> I can't do it. Um but I can understand the, you know, I can understand the creative uh, person behind that. That is something that I can relate to and respond to um, and empathize with. So that's that's how I kind of understand the developers that we work with. And that's what I try to articulate then with our PR and our marketing and things like this. Um, so, yeah ask a lot of questions i would say as well ask lots and lots of questions uh of yourself but ask lots of questions of other people as well um because learning is 
half the battle. Is that G.I. Joe? Learning is half the battle. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Well, this has been my talk. Um, so I'll do the little fade out bit now and then go into the gadinga dinga dung guitar. Okay, it was knowing is half the battle, not learning, so I fucked that one up, but uh, hey-ho, what are you going to do? Um, that was my talk on how to not be like Devolver Digital. I have a feeling um, it doesn't make a lot of sense in podcast form when I'm just sat here rambling, so I apologise. Um, but maybe there's some tidbits in there that you know uh, that maybe stuck out. Um, and if so and if you found it helpful that's great and um, I really hope that um, it helped but if not I (laughs) apologise and I don't know how to help you Um, but uh, come on into the Devolver Digital Discord and um, come into the Forkcast channel and, and chat I'm in there and I can answer questions and we can chat away um, but truly, when I say I don't have all the answers, that is no joke. <laughs> I do not have all the answers. But I do like talking about this stuff, as you can probably tell. Uh, whether or not it will make sense is another thing, but I do like talking about it. So um, Follow us at Devolver Digital on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, join us in the Devolver Digital Discord. Uh, you can subscribe and listen to the podcast uh, iTunes and Spotify and everywhere uh, or at forecast.devolverdigital.com and I think that's it tune in next week for our one year anniversary spectacular it's going to be amazing and I can't wait and yeah thanks for listening and take care and good luck And I'll see you around. Ah.